Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Kurdamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I want to give you an idea for a fun project you can use to end the year, even in this distance learning situation. But before we get to that, I wanted to invite you guys to join us in our upcoming summer book clubs. We're going to be doing a book club starting mid-June around our book, Take Heart and Teach, How to Teach with Excellence, Balance, and the Joy of the Lord even when things are crazy. It's a great book uh, to dive into this summer and really to be able to uh, refresh, get some new ideas, some new perspective. It has been a strange spring. Um, So I think this will be a really helpful book as we read it together, discuss it together, and be prepared for, Lord willing, um, heading back into the classroom again next fall. You can find out details about the book club at teachfortheheart.com slash book club. Today, though, I wanted to bring you an idea of something that you might want to try as we finish out the year. I mean, when you think about it, I'm sure you've been thinking about this a ton. Distance learning has completely upended all of our normal end-of-the-year traditions. And it's been sad and frustrating, all the things that you look forward to doing with your year. And you might find that you're almost having trouble providing that sense of closure and figuring out what am I going to do with these final days of distance learning. So I'm bringing you an idea of something that would be fun, meaningful, engaging, and a great review of a lot of the content that you've done this year. It's simple, it's low prep, and it's a great project for your students. And that is to have them create an educational video. Okay, I'm going to give you more details in a minute, but I really think your students will enjoy this. It's It will get their creative juices flowing. It's going to help them better understand the topic that they're studying, and it's going to be fun too. And best of all, it's not a lot of work for you. Uh, it can be really simple, and it can also, as I said, provide a great end-of-the-year review. So I really think you're going to enjoy this. And before I get into the steps of how to actually make it happen, let me make sure you understand the high-level overview of how this works. So basically, you're going to uh, choose some topics for your students, and you're going to give a, choose a prompt. I'll tell you how to do that. You're going to help them choose a topic based on either something you're studying or some things, some things you've studied throughout the year, or maybe something um, that is an offshoot of what you studied, something related to it. They're going to pick a topic, and they're going to create an educational video. Now, this can work across all age ranges. If you have high school students, then it might be um, a lot more in-depth, more more produced, more content-heavy. If you have younger elementary kids, though, even younger elementary kids love, um, you know, pulling out their parents' iPad, their iPad or their parents' phone and just shooting a video. My five-year-old and seven-year-old know how to um, take videos of each other so they could easily act out an event or, you know, create a video of them explaining something. Uh, So this can work across all age ranges. It's just obviously going to look a little bit different. And then you can watch the videos together as a class. So if you you guys have, if you've had students pick different topics, 
from from things you've studied in the year or things that are tangential to that, then you can watch them together during your last few days if you're doing virtual learning or you can post them to your class website. And that provides a very engaging, it's something that students are probably going to want to see because it involves their classmates and work that they've done. Um, but yet it will be a great review uh, for all of them. It'll be a great way to kind of tie up the year. So let me give you some details about how this could work. And you can get these as well. Uh, if you want to see the notes for this, you can see them at T teachfortheheart.com slash 144. This is episode 144, so teachfortheheart.com slash 144. We'll have a list of these steps for you to reference. So step one is to choose the prompt. So you need to decide what the basic idea of the video will be. This is obviously going to vastly vary uh, depending on your subject and the age of your students, but here's a few ideas that will hopefully just help you get thinking in the right direction. So first idea, they could reenact a historical event or a scene from a book. Um, They could show how a historic figure or a literary figure might have spent their time in quarantine during COVID closures. Uh, They could create a video that simply explains any topic. So honestly, that one can work, you know, if you're like, well, man, I've got math or science or something like that, you can simply say, create a video that explains how to blank and let them be creative with it. Another prompt that works across almost all disciplines is pretend you're a teacher and you have to explain this topic to your class. How would you do that? And just let them be creative. Uh, If you teach something like PE, you can have them create their own exercise video. If you teach a foreign language, you can ask them to create a scene in that language. Um, So these are just a few ideas to get you thinking Um, But there's really, like I said, it can be very simple, as simple as pretend you're a teacher that has to explain this, or you can get really creative with your prompts. But once again, try to create, uh, think of a prompt that will work for a variety of different topics. Because step two is to make a list of topic choices that students can choose from. So once you have your general prompt, for example, um, reenact a scene from a book. Then you want to create a list of topic choices for them to choose from. Uh, So you might pick the list of the books that you've studied together or read together that year, or the list of the historical events that you've studied together, or a list of science concepts that you've studied. Whatever it is, you want to come up with this list that they can choose from. So keep in mind that everyone will probably want to re-watch or watch their classmates' videos. So this is a great opportunity, as I mentioned before, to have an amazing year-end review. So if you want to do that, if you want to have your students watch this together and kind of make it a great capstone to your year as a way of reviewing, then you might want to choose topics that you've already studied or that you've touched on throughout the year. Um, If you don't want to take that avenue, you could do completely new topics and allow students to explore something new. It's kind of up to what you want to do. And then consider whether or not you want to allow more than one or two students to choose the same topic. So if you are wanting to do a year-end review and kind of review a lot of different things, then I would recommend only letting one or two students choose each topic. But um, there are... There are a lot of other ideas. There is, There could be some value in allowing students, uh, more students to cover the same topic so that they're kind of coming at it from a variety of different angles that could be fun. Um, but just think through whether or not you want to have a lot of videos uh, created on the same topic. 
Step three is to explain the parameters. So be sure, don't just tell your students, make a video. You need to give them clear instructions. Uh, definitely consider how long you want the video to be, uh, what topic needs to be included. And then consider uh, which of these choices you want to allow for your students. So you can. there's three different ways, at least that I came up with, that students could make this video. And so consider, do you want to give them all three of these choices or should they only have one or two of these be their options? So option one would be allowing students, uh, having students make the video by themselves. In this option, they are the only actor. It's a solo video. But there's a couple other options. Option two um, allows them to enlist members of their household as extra actors. So you could give them that option. Um, you know, get family members or members of your household to join in with you and produce the video with you. And option number three is collaborating with a classmate. So um, with social distancing and quarantines, if those measures are still in place where you are, uh, they don't actually have to even be together. So you could coordinate with a classmate. Um, this would probably only work for older students that know how to edit videos together. But if they are older and they know how to edit videos, uh, both cl classmates can shoot scenes in their individual homes and then they can edit it together um, into one cohesive video. So that could be a fun way to allow students to collaborate together, even though they're not actually together. So once again, I wouldn't necessarily pick only one of these because students are in vastly different situations and different students' personalities are going to lend to different things. So I would give them the choice, but you need to decide how many of the choices you want to offer them. In other words, particularly number three, do you want to allow them to collaborate with a classmate or do you want to only give them the first two choices by themselves? or with their um, family members. So that was step three, explaining the parameters, give them clear instructions, make sure they know how long the video needs to be, and then uh, let them know the different choices for how they can create it. Step four, give students time to work on the video and be sure to check in periodically. So remember that a lot of students... Depending on your experience during this quarantine, you may have extra time, you may have less time, um, but, and the same is true with students. Some students have more time than usual, but some students have less time than usual. They're helping out in a lot of ways. So I would definitely recommend giving them time to complete this project by either replacing this project, replacing any, you know, virtual class that you're having, or replacing other assignments that you're giving. So if you've been typically giving homework or you've been typically been having class, give them that time to work on this project. So for example, let's say that you've been having regular class virtually. What I'd recommend doing during this time, I don't know how much, consider how much time do they need to do this, depending on how in-depth you want it to be. It could just be a day, it could be a whole week. Um, but if you are going to have it be a longer project, like that they're going to have a week to work on, then any virtual class virtual class you're going to have during that time, you could just meet for five to 10 minutes to check in with them and answer questions and then release them for the rest of the time to work on their videos individually. Regardless, though, make sure you do check in with your students. If you're going, if this is going to be more than a one-day project, make sure you check in with them and uh, make sure that they're working. Uh, make sure you answer any questions. You might want to ask them to turn in an overview of their idea before they start recording it. So once again, if this is going to be a more in-depth project where they're working on this for um, a week or like like a series of days, then I would recommend having them just you know, run it, run, shoot you an email, you know, send you a message that has the basic idea of what they're planning to do. Uh, just because one that provides a little bit of, of accountability. If you haven't gotten anything from them, you can check in and remind them. Um, but also it helps ensure that they're not completely off track. 
And then step five, watch the videos together. So watching the videos together as a class will not only be a fun way to give some closure to your year, but it can also provide a tremendous year-end review, as I said. So if you have virtual class scheduled, you can watch them together there. If not, maybe you could plan a special viewing party, uh, one or two, depending on how much time you need, a couple viewing parties to watch them together. It could be a great, a fun thing to do as a class. If that's not possible, then hopefully you can at least post them to your class website so that students can view their classmates' videos on their own time. And you can uh, make this even more fun and boost the engagement by having your class vote on awards for the video. So for example, they can uh, they can vote on the most creative video, the most well-produced video, the most academically impressive video, uh, the most entertaining video, and maybe even a best of show. So there's lots that you can do with this, but I hope that it will provide you and your students a meaningful experience of engagement and learning and just a good way to kind of cap off your year and provide a little bit of that fun end of the year closure. I also hope it will give you a wonderful memory to look back on. So many things didn't happen this year. There's so many things that were missing, but I hope this will provide something fun and memorable for you and your students. Once again, all of the notes, these five steps are written out for you in our blog post so you can go back and refer to them at teachfortheheart.com slash 144, teachfortheheart.com slash 144. And if you've enjoyed this, I hope you'll also share either that page or this podcast with a friend. Before we go, I wanted to also share with you one more thing. If you are not part of our email list, I hope that you will sign up because we're doing something very special this week. Uh, Every morning this week, uh, we're going to be doing a virtual scavenger hunt where you can win um, some special prizes. We're also going to be featuring uh, incredible deals on some summer PD, online summer PD options. If you're looking for something to do over the summer, um, you can, like I said, uh, participate in our scavenger hunt to win some giveaways and then also snag some great deals on summer pd Uh, all you need to get that is to be part of our email list if you're not part of it just head to teachfortheheart.com and uh, right there at the top you'll have an opportunity uh, to enter your email and get on our list Um, that also we send out our weekly teach for the heartbeat email newsletter that provides um, posts and resource highlights and ways to connect and events that were happening so it's a great way to stay connected and encouraged Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. I promise, even in all this, you really are making a difference.